0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress
1: uh it's a it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
1: Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
2: You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikaela Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today, I am finally back with another solo episode to share my entrepreneur diaries how it's been going nine months into entrepreneurship. Can you believe it's been nine months? I can't believe it either. This year is flying by. So true confession, these episodes, these solos, Entrepreneur Diaries are the hardest for me to do. I feel like I have so much going on in my head and it's hard to unpack it or know how to unpack it in a way that will be most helpful to others. So I just put it off. I think, okay, let me just release another interview episode. Those are straightforward. I don't have to spend time dissecting and unpacking my thoughts, but no more putting it off. I promise. I'm here with the real. So here's the deal I have good days and I have bad days, y'all. I have days where I feel like I know exactly what I'm doing, where I want to go, and the exact path I need to take to get there. But then I have other days where I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I melt into a ball of sadness and confusion because I feel as if I don't know what this is all leading me to. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at the next moment and I'm just I'm just being honest. On those days I feel like I'm supposed to have it all figured out and because I don't, I'm a disappointment to myself and to others. Yes, I those are feelings that I actually have. Clearly you can see that I'm very hard on myself, too hard on myself. And I'm working on that. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you what I know right now, what's worked, what hasn't worked nine months in, what I'm still figuring out and what I'm encouraged by. Before I get into all of that in today's episode, I want to take a moment to read the review of the week. Yes, I am introducing a new addition to Side Hustle Pro Episodes. Every week from now on, I will be shouting out one of you amazing listeners. I just can't thank you enough for taking the time to not only listen, but to also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Take time out of your day and type up a review for little old me. So thank you. They give me so much life and fuel, as you can see by what I just shared. There are days when I really need that to pull me out of those dark thoughts and to remember that this is needed. This is impactful. So thank you. Today's review comes from listener Miss Duhaney. She says, this podcast is a must listen to anyone interested in living their best career life ever. The content is so inspiring, yet provided actionable advice to really uplevel a potential business. I seriously plan to listen to every episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Duhaney, for your kind review. And for all those exclamation points, I aim to have every episode provide actionable information. So I am glad that you are receiving that value. As I said before, you guys, your reviews keep me going. It's one of the ways I feel connected to all of you listening, you know, just talking to this mic. It's easy to forget that there are actual people out there that are listening and I want to thank you. So I'm adding this new feature on the episode. So I'll be reading a review of the week in every episode moving forward. So go ahead and leave Side Hustle Pro a five star review on Apple Podcasts and your review could be next. All righty, now let's get into it. So nine months into entrepreneurship, I have been dealing with different emotions and the two key ones are. One, loneliness, which I've mentioned before, and imposter syndrome. That's number two. So let me unpack each of those. First up, with the loneliness. So I've talked about this in my Ask Nakayla Anything episode. And so the loneliness stems from the fact that I don't see a lot of people throughout the day. Of course, I see Moyo, but I don't see a lot of people outside of my husband throughout the day. At least I don't talk to a lot of people, even if I see them in passing, in commuting, in, you know, our building, on the street, in Starbucks, wherever, there's not a lot of conversation and interaction that goes on because they're strangers now. And even when I go to my co-working space, it's not quite a, a perfect fix yet because I haven't made any friends there yet. It's not my nature to talk to random people. So I need to get over that and be more proactive, but I haven't yet. That said, I am going to a meetup there at the end of the month. So that should be fun. I'm going to like a brunch thing. I'm excited about that. And one way that I'm bridging the gap between my introverted self and my proactive self is I told myself I will go to at least one social slash networking event there a month because they have them all the time. Unfortunately, a bunch of these events fall on the night where I teach my podcast coaching. So You know, that sucks, but I will go on other days and I hope that they keep having cool ones on other days. Overall, though, I'm trying to figure out ways to engage with more women in a way that feels authentic to me. And maybe I thought about I'll start having some meetups in D.C. Those of you in D.C., let me know if you would be interested in those like some regular meetups. I definitely want to be more proactive about organizing friend meetups, uh, you know, among my own friend group. But it just always feels like everyone's traveling. Everyone has different schedules. It used to be so easy, but now it really requires one person stepping up and saying, hey, I'm going to plan this. We're all going to do this. Everyone say what day it works and everyone really stick to it and keep it on their calendar. So, you know, if you want something, you have to create it. So that's something that I'm going to do. And I also thought about maybe I'll host a monthly brunch or a movie night or something, you know, in the D.C. area again to connect with other women, other entrepreneurs. But the only thing that makes me weary of all that is because I can't deal with flakes. I can't be making brunch reservations and people can't show up at the last minute. (laughs) I know it's, it's probably an excuse, but I do think about that because that's what always happens when I try to do event planning, which is why I'm really not into event planning. Um, Some people ask me, when am I going to have an event? I should have an event. Listen, if I have any volunteers to plan this event, then come be my guest because I, Nikaela has learned that she does not love event planning. So I will undertake that only when I don't have to be the one planning it. Okay? but, you know, small meetups or, you know, group gatherings that don't require paying caterers and all that other stuff. I'm cool with it. So I'm working that out and thinking of how I could do that. Um, Shoot me a note. Co, if it's something you'd be interested in and some great beat up spots in D.C. for groups. If you know about them, if you already host them, let me know because I want to keep this as low lift and as easy breezy as possible. All right. So loneliness is real. It's not insurmountable, though, is what I've realized. And Now that I've set out a plan and some different ways to overcome it, I'm excited. I always say make the plan, work the plan. So those are some things that I know I can do. And if I continue to be lonely, I know it's probably because I'm not testing out any one of those things. And I'm not taking steps to coordinate or plan something. I can't just expect it to come to me. I just have to put in the work like with anything else that's important to me. Now, I've also been dealing with imposter syndrome. Let me Get into this one. Okay, deep breath. I'm about to lay down some confessions that I'm kind of scared slash embarrassed to reveal, but what the hell? Here goes. This is where my mind is. This is, you know, the real emotions that I have to navigate as an entrepreneur right now in my life. So here's my confession. I still struggle with imposter syndrome. And I feel weak saying that. There are days when I wonder, do people even value my expertise? Will they buy from me? And when they reach out to me for advice, I even shrink sometimes rather than rise up because I wonder if what I know is valuable enough or if I'll disappoint them. I actually feel that way sometimes. And the fact that I still deal with imposter syndrome has become crystal clear to me this year because a major part of my business is now putting myself out there and the services that I sell. It's not just me talking to this microphone in my bedroom anymore. It is putting myself out there specifically with my podcast coaching yes you know I've had success building a five-figure podcast it's now amassed over a million downloads and counting and I want to teach others to do the same my goal is to shatter these charts and flood them with podcasts from women of color because we are everything we make the culture so as I've learned this year having the keys and being able to teach people an exact blueprint to market their podcast successfully is only half of the equation, though. The other half is selling, aka communicating the value of your services. Can we talk about this? I really don't know why we don't learn more about selling in college and in MBA programs. I mean, every single business person, every single entrepreneur needs to sell, aka communicate the value of your offer and help people to understand why it's a painkiller and not just a vitamin. The problem that most of us encounter, including me, is that we are really good at marketing a product or a service, but we market it to seem like a vitamin, aka something that is a nice to have, something that's cute, something that, oh, I'll take if I remember, but I won't die. I won't be in pain if I don't take it. What we need to be doing is helping people understand why our product or service is a painkiller, aka something you need immediately or you will die. You will not be able to go on. You will be in too much pain to even see or think clearly. That's how much you need this product. So here's where I am in this whole process of learning to sell and differentiate between the vitamin and the painkiller. Nine months in. I feel and I know that selling is not something that comes natural to me or to most people. So I'm OK with that. I know that it's not something you learn in a lot of different fields and it's not something that comes naturally to most. Before quitting my job, I thought I was getting pretty good at communicating my value. I knew that I'm offering real information that works across all of the programs that I was offering. So Master of the Gram, now podcast coaching. And I knew it worked for me and it was working for my students that are in my program. But guess what? The game changes when you quit and when you have a premium service. With premium services now, people often default to seeing it as a vitamin, something I didn't realize. Right. You again, we're so accustomed to positioning something and positioning it as a vitamin unintentionally. And especially if you are talking to the wrong person and sometimes talking to the wrong person, them seeing it as a vitamin them not converting into a customer, it can make you lose a little steam and and confidence. So you have to take a step back and realize, hey, this is positioned incorrectly and I'm talking to the wrong person. So I've been working to find my stride. You have to first know what works for you. What is your lane? And that's something that I've been working on. Um, I did a soft launch of my podcast coaching this January. One, because I do like, you know, talking to people one on one, learning what their pain points are and discussing how we can work together to ameliorate those pain points. So that I really enjoy doing. But now I'm ready to scale, which requires me stepping all the way out of my comfort zone, not just doing that one-on-one soft launch. I know if I want to scale, I need to become comfortable conducting more webinars. But webinars require a whole different skill set. It really requires that sales skill set. And when you're first starting out with webinars, at least for me, it feels like a speaking engagement, which for me, you know, when I go on stage in front of an audience, because yes, I go live in front of the camera on my webinars. I am live. It is not automated. And when I'm on stage or about to go on stage in front of an audience, I get stage fright every single time. People ask me if I'm nervous and I'm like, duh, once I get out there and the lights go on or what have you. You know, it's like something comes over me. You know, it's like Beyonce used to say she has Beyonce. And then she has Sasha Fierce and she puts on her Sasha Fierce. I literally have to put on my Sasha Fierce when I go out there. And then it all, you know, all the nervousness uh, fades away. But those initial moments before are killer. And no one prepared me for that, that I would feel that way with webinars. Everyone makes it look so easy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> OK, <laughs> it takes a lot out of me to deliver my message and make sure people understand the value of what I'm offering in my podcast coaching. So here I am having launched a business and an arm of my business, podcast coaching, that requires me to face this stage fright regularly. What am I supposed to do? What's a girl to do with this situation, right? Well, number one, I'm getting focused on really listening, listening to people, Each and every time someone fills out a questionnaire to get started with podcast coaching, I am reading and learning what those pain points are because I want to make sure that I'm speaking to that. When you have that sync, that connection there, then you are confident in what you're talking about because you know, oh, this is your pain point. Duh, I could solve that. I know exactly what you need for that. And, you know, again, the Sasha fears comes on, your nervousness goes away. So that's the first thing I'm working on. I also work on reminding myself that I got this. <laughs> it seems small, but you can never underestimate how much you need to continually motivate yourself, continually remind yourself and do not let what starts to ha- do not let, you know, the doubt that fills your head start to slowly overtake your confidence because it can slowly happen because it's so minor, it's so subtle. You might not even realize it's happening but negative self-talk can creep up. So I remind myself that I got this, I know this, I eat, sleep, and breathe podcasting. Why would I ever doubt myself? Imposter syndrome only occurs because I'm falling victim to comparing myself to others. When in actuality, I know people wanna learn from me because I'm relatable. I'm an ordinary black girl who started her podcast and still records her podcast from her bedroom You know, while her husband is on the couch waiting for her to finish (laughs) and was able to rapidly go from zero to a million downloads by doing tried and tested marketing strategy that I can teach others. So all I'm doing is teaching people how to go beyond just launching their podcast. That's what I'm passionate about. I am passionate about helping people see that, okay, you put so much energy into your launch, but now how do you sustain this thing? What's your plan moving forward? to enable discovery, to make sure that your downloads are growing and that people even know about your podcasts. That is my sweet spot. And that's what I love doing. And I just have to remind myself that is why this exists. That is what I bring to the table. And when you know what you bring to the table, that breeds confidence. So basically, I have to talk myself out of imposter syndrome each and every day. The way I would talk to any one of you out of it, I would say exactly all the things I just said and remind myself that It's just your mind playing tricks on you because as you move further and further out of your comfort zone, you start to get scared and you just have to remind yourself, it ain't real, sis. It really, really isn't. So that's how I'm dealing with the two biggest emotional hurdles that I've faced this year thus far, loneliness and imposter syndrome. And there you have it. That's what I'm doing. Hey guys, it's Nikayla with a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, I have a side hustle hack for all to hear, and it's called Skillshare. You wanna know how I grow as a businesswoman? I keep learning. There's not a week that goes by that I'm not checking out a refresher class or a deep dive tutorial, and my go-to is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it. So whether you're trying to start a side hustle or scale your business, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. In the last month alone, I've learned how to set up my email capture landing page on Squarespace and how to boost my email marketing using MailChimp all through Skillshare. And now, Skillshare has a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, just 99 cents. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash hustle pro. Again, go to skillshare.com slash hustle pro to start your two months now. Now, let me share what has worked and what hasn't worked for me this year thus far. I'll start with what hasn't worked. So what hasn't worked is saying yes to everything. In the beginning, I was just so honored that anyone even wanted to hear me speak. Like, oh, me? Oh, you want me to what? But that left me burnt out and that affected my business. At the end of the day, that's what is consistent, right? The revenue streams I've created for myself speaking is not a major revenue stream for me. It would be if I was an extrovert and I enjoyed traveling, got my energy from that, but I do not. That drains me, the travel piece of it. So I knew that was not something I wanted to make a big piece of my business. And therefore, when something's not a major revenue stream, I can't give it the same attention as the things that are. So I'm too young in the entrepreneurship game to be stopping my week, my month for a speaking engagement that might throw me off for another week. I literally can't take those chances. It also hasn't worked when I don't create a stable environment to work in. I had to learn that I need to recreate the work environment that I prosper in. And that's why I invested in a co-working space. But some things have worked for me. For example, this year I have learned to say no, including saying no to FOMO, fear of missing out. So there were events I wanted to attend this year strictly because it felt like everyone else was going, but I really couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do there. Honestly, the same people were speaking that I'd heard speak before, the same entrepreneurs that I'd networked with were there. And although in an ideal world, I would love to go and see those people speak again or go network with these women again and build that relationship even stronger, but I got to repeat that at this young stage in the entrepreneurship game, I have no business stopping to pay, not just attend, but pay the airplane fee, the hotel fee to attend an event, uh, you know, not even counting the conference fee to attend an event that will throw me off my business rhythm for a few days to a week. Can't do it. So what's worked for me is learning to say no, discipline myself, um, regulate myself, manage myself and, and, you know, be the one that tells myself no. What's also worked for me is focusing on one asset, my podcast coaching. Although I still have other components to my business, other revenue streams, focusing on building out my program to be excellent has helped me to tune out all the noise. Just this week, I was approached to do a sponsored post on Instagram, for example. And I realized, you know what? The time it will take me to create this content is not worth it to me. Even if I charge several thousand it's more valuable to me to sit down and focus on my coaching students to deliver them bonuses to prepare for next week's hot seats in our live coaching calls to record some bonus tutorials all of that is what i can be doing instead of owning a brand of video and a blog post and an instagram post like that's just you know having all this other pressure to create something for someone else that's growing someone else's business instead of mine for you know several thousand which will go away, which I could make in another way if I just focus my intentions on my one asset. So focusing on making my one asset the best it can be on over delivering has granted me so much clarity and it makes sure I don't overcommit and therefore stretch myself too thin in other directions that, again, shouldn't be the priority. Only one thing can be the priority. What's worked for me is also creating the environment I need to thrive. So as I spoke about, I know what I need to thrive. I acknowledge that and I made sure that I invested in my co-working space or I go downstairs in my building when I, you know, don't feel like traveling out there to make sure I get work done and I really center myself in a place where I can concentrate and I'm not distracted by trying to do a load of laundry while I do this and then trying to cook while I do that. Like, no, um, push it all away and just go to a place where all you can do is work. That's what works for me and just helps me be as productive as possible. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. What's also worked is continuing to push to find my fitness and nutrition rhythm. Things change, like what worked for you one year is not always going to work for you the next year. So everything I was doing last year just doesn't seem to work for me this year. And becoming a full-time entrepreneur completely threw my body out of whack. I'm still working to shed the extra pounds I gained from just not walking and moving around as much, but realizing what has shifted made me become super intentional about getting in my steps, getting in shape. I even tried some new fitness classes and apps in addition to the gym to find my new rhythm, find my new nutrition, and discovered a class that I really love. It's called Solid Core. Um, it is torture, but it works for me right now. And I don't think it's in every state yet, but that's just something that I'm loving. It's not cheap. So I've had to rearrange some things in the budget. But when you find something that works, it's really exciting. So what's works has also been pulling back, like I said, say no, which also meant pulling back from interviews and speaking. So, you know, just to be blunt, I can figure my own ish out. I am in a period of introspection. I'm in a period of recalculating and I only want to speak on panels and and speak to people when I have more clarity. Otherwise, how am I helping anyone else if I don't have my ish figured out? So for all of you who have reached out to me, thank you for your patience with me during this period of my life. What I'm still figuring out, one thing and one thing only since I'm focusing on one asset at the moment, is how to best message and position my podcast coaching services. That is what Nikayla is honing in on at the moment. So I said all that and it might sound like, oh, you know, I have so much going on and blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot that's encouraging me right now. There's a lot that's going right. And I wanted to share a couple of those things with you just to share some epiphanies that I've had that have really put life and this year in perspective for me. So number one, at the end of August, I, on a whim, decided to join my older sister, my brother-in-law, my nieces and nephews and parents and my sister's BFF in Disney World. The trip was planned several months ago in advance, but at the time I had several balls in the air and I didn't know where I would be or what I would be doing in August. Me and Moyo, we still hadn't planned our honeymoon yet either. So I didn't know if that's when we would get the best deal on flights and that's when we would be traveling. Long story short, I couldn't commit to Disney World in advance. Then, lo and behold, the week before the trip was about to happen, I realized, hey, I can work from anywhere and I kinda really wanna go on this trip. I don't have any interviews or appointments that week, so if I find a good flight, I could join them, why not? So that's exactly what I did. It was one of those moments when I felt like, whoa, whoa. This is the freedom I was side hustling for. This is what it's all about. That trip was so memorable for me. Getting to see my niece starstruck at meeting Elsa from Frozen or being amazed at the rides and even my parents and seeing their delight at the time they were having with their grandkids. Man, I could just tear up right now. Like these memories are priceless. This is what it's all about. That was a major epiphany for me. I feel so encouraged because I was reminded why I wanted to do this and live this life. It's not for the money. It's not for anything, but the freedom and the flexibility to get up and go on my own terms, being able to not have to plan in advance, being able to take a last minute trip because I want to means everything to me. And because of this, it's only made me commit to working even harder so that I can do that and do it to more tropical destinations without having to balk at the price. My final encouragement of the day is Quinny from Philly. Okay, so you might be wondering, who is Quinny from Philly? Well, when I went to Disney World, in addition to, you know, the last minute trip to Disney World itself, I also bought a last minute ticket to the Orlando on the Run 2 show because my sister and her BFF were already planning on going. And I don't know about you, but not only do I love Beyonce and I love the whole concert and taking it all in, I mean, ugh, production on a hundred trillion, but I was also really, really mesmerized by her dancers. They are excellent, you guys. They are, prof- they are exquisite. And because I'm a woman who always wants to know someone's backstory, and because I'm also an Instagram stalker after the concert... I just fell down the rabbit hole of looking up the dancers on Instagram. And I came across one lady, Quinny from Philly, and I read an article where she talked about deciding to pursue dance full time at a relatively, quote unquote, old age in the dancing world. So she was well into her 20s. And not only was she well into her 20s, but she had never studied or took classes as a kid. She had no formal training because her mom didn't have enough money for those kind of extra activities. But she was just naturally good and as she studied nursing in college she you know just played around was in a dance group for fun and kept getting better they kept performing they were meeting um, some notable people and it made her realize that hey she really wanted to do this and if she wanted to do this she needed to move to la so after college she moved to la instead of just becoming a nurse and as she puts it this is her quote she says after i graduated I decided I would fly out to L.A. and fill it out for a couple of weeks. I had to tell my mom I was traveling to L.A. to celebrate my godbrother's birthday, as opposed to me telling her I was moving out there, because sometimes parents don't understand the dream, and I didn't really have all the answers. I so felt that on a deep, deep level, y'all. Sometimes I just feel like pushing people away, because I don't have all the answers, For all you guys, when you meet up with me and you ask me how it's going and you want me to like share, I I actually don't always want to talk about business because guess what? I do not have all the answers and I think that's okay. While I understand that, you know, people naturally are happy and they want to talk about it and they expect me to have all the answers. That's just not the case with this path. I don't think it's ever going to be. I'm new at this, so I can't say for sure, but I don't think it's ever going to be. And I can't tell you what my life will look like in a year or five, but I can promise you I will work my ass off that I trust in God. And as Kia from the Getting Grown podcast says, God is not going to play me. So I'm going to be all right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to SideHustlePro.co forward slash SideHustleCorner to get my weekly Side Hustle Diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.